0: Lob Talk Radio. Oh. Oh. Oh.
1: culture, Turnbuckle fans, welcome to the show on another Sunday afternoon. Sign guy along with the coach with the most coming at you from coast to coast. He doesn't mean to brag, but he has to boast because his favorite all-time breakfast is bread, french toast. Coach Mike Jones, real fast before we jump into things today, if you're looking for some professional wrestling, Summit Pro Wrestling getting underway right now in Greenfield, Indiana. Reactivate Pro Wrestling happening in Richland, Washington. Blue Collar Wrestling in Salem, Oregon for their Salem debut today. We have CPW happening in Greensboro, North Carolina, and Ohio Wrestling with their one-year anniversary in Cincinnati, Ohio later today. But without any further ado, I want to welcome our guest today, someone I've been trying to get on this program for many years now, but we're thrilled to have him, the former the sign of the Times 24-7 International YouTube Heritage Heavyweight title holder, Nick Manawa. Mr. Manawa, thank you so much for taking your time to be with us here today.
2: Guys, gals, non-binary pals. We in here, Pro wrestling BFF, Nick Manawa. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, I was just telling someone, it's been years and years, and I've never had the uh, quality uh, podcasting equipment, and I've never had a quiet house. My kids and wife are elsewhere, so you picked the perfect time to ask me to be on the show.
1: I am glad the stars aligned. The time was right, and we have you here. And as we do on this show, since it's your first time with us, I will lead you with our traditional first-timer question. How did you get into this crazy business of professional wrestling?
2: Well, my sister, Patty, uh, used to go to USWA and the Jarrett Promotions all through the territory, Evansville, Louisville, Nashville, Memphis. Uh, she would do concessions or merch or whatever they needed to, somebody to do. She would, she would do that. Uh, I would go to shows very early, very, very early in my life, maybe one or two years old maybe even younger, at times younger. Uh, And through that, she met her future husband, Ian Rotten, who uh, was doing the USWA territory for a little bit with Axel uh, before they moved on elsewhere. And uh, they fell in love, and then Ian moved to Louisville, Kentucky to be with her. And after leaving ECW, he started his own promotion, IWA Mid-South. And uh, I was around IWA when it started in 96 until the very end in 2022. Was it last year? Yeah, 2022. Uh, So, yeah, that's how I got in. I was was grandfathered in through family ties.
1: Much like myself, you... Have been around a lot of the mm. Memphis guys, having grown up watching the Memphis show. What's it like for you when you call matches or ring announce for a guy that is out of that Memphis territory that you were watching you when you were very very young?
2: Yeah, Memphis wrestling is probably my favorite form of professional wrestling. Uh, you know, back in the mid and early 90s there would be like WWF Mania or Superstars or later on Livewire and that was always second into Memphis Wrestling for me I was watching USWA before I was watching anything else on Saturday morning Uh I, I just I don't know you you always uh kind of go to what you fell in love with and Memphis Wrestling was you know what i fell in love with and how i uh you know started my love of wrestling lance russell the greatest of all time dave brown the greatest of all time uh take a lot of inspiration from both of them in my commentary but uh yeah just getting to do commentary for doug gilbert and tommy ridge or or ricky morton actually got to book uh in 2014 i was helping out uh a smaller promotion in Kentuckiana called Evolution Pro Wrestling, and we actually got to book uh, Pat Tanaka and Bill Dundee and Ricky Morton. And, you know, I'm looking at these guys with my, you know, five, six-year-old eyes, and I'm telling them what they're going to do for the night, which is just a, a, a crazy situation.
1: I definitely can relate. I've been in the ring with Doug Gilbert and Tommy Rich, which was absolutely surreal to me at the time, but I definitely understand that feeling. And like we said, you ring announce, you also do a lot of commentary for various promotions now. One of the things that, is important in your many roles is your voice of course for someone that might be starting out their journey in broadcasting whether it's wrestling or something else what tips would you have to maintain your voice so people have a strong voice throughout an entire broadcast
2: yeah, if you uh, if you ever talk to me in real life, you can tell that my voice is a little bit off because I did uh, next gen uh, wrestling in Knoxville, Tennessee last night, and it was a uh, around a three hour show straight through, no breaks. So, uh, got a little bit of a tired, uh, crackly voice here this uh, afternoon. But I always do uh, hot tea with lemon and honey. I always have a surplus of cough drops and mints and gum, anything to keep your mouth wet, essentially. Uh, Obviously, bottled water, stuff like that. And, you know, you're just rotating through uh, the mints and the gum and the cough drops, especially the cough drops. You know, people think, you know, cough drops, oh, you're sick. No, I'm trying to lubricate my throat and make sure I don't pass out, you know, screaming at the top of my lungs. Uh, So I would would definitely suggest getting – I have a little uh, WWE backpack that my son was taking to school, and now it's my commentary backpack. So I always have, you know, water, cough drops, mints, gum, you know, chapstick. I have a little fan, anything you can need for a commentary table I have in this backpack.
1: Al, you also are – Getting out there a lot in the last couple of years, as far as travel goes, you go to Tennessee and up into Indiana and Ohio and even like to Missouri. What travel tips would you offer to someone that is starting out their path in wrestling and maybe hasn't gone outside of the hometown yet?
2: Right. You definitely, if you want to do anything in pro wrestling, you definitely have to get outside of your bubble. Uh, There's a lot of groups that I'm a part of that have uh, training schools and young wrestlers, and they'll have, you know, Facebook groups saying, uh, you know, one of the uh, wrestlers will say, hey, I'm going to blah, blah, blah. Does anybody want to jump in the car with me? That's the best way to network and make connections and, uh, you know, just see different styles of wrestling, see different wrestlers, and you know, get outside of that bubble. And usually, it doesn't cost more than you know, you throwing in for gas or you covering your food or and, and drinks and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, you just I always feel like if you know you want to be there by a certain time, just leave. You know an hour or two earlier than you think you should because you never know what, what might happen on the road. You might, you know, get get in traffic. There might be a, a flat tire. There might be, you know, God knows what, a crazy storm. We, were, we drove through a crazy uh, rainstorm last night coming home from Knoxville. It was just you couldn't see in front of you. People were pulling off to the side of the road and, uh, you know, going 30 miles an hour, uh, crazy stuff like that. So definitely – uh, try to leave earlier than you can, try to uh, uh, pack food so you're not dropping 40 bucks at the sheets and Wawas and buckies of the world. Uh, and I, I guess that's about it for uh, travel uh, suggestions, I guess. I will
1: take your advice and I will add in to young wrestlers, always think about things like that if you're offered a double shot, because if you go from town A to town B, you don't know the obstacles that might pop up preventing town B from being as feasible as you might otherwise look at. So always consider that carefully. Absolutely. I mentioned in the introduction, you're not only a ring announcer, you're not only a very well-loved and respected commentator. You have the distinction of being a former the Sign of the Times 24-7 International YouTube Heritage Heavyweight title holder. You defeated Reed Bentley for that title. Do you want to tell us about what I'm sure is a very proud moment in your career?
2: Yeah, that was a blast. That was the... uh only time that we ever did a Heroes and Legends convention. You know, those conventions are always crazy, always cool to see, uh, you know, superstars you grew up watching. And, uh, yeah, I've, Reed Bentley had some gold, and I needed it, so uh, I took it from him. The best schoolboy that's ever been uh, done in professional wrestling. Uh, yeah, and I kicked his ass, and unfortunately, a masked assassin or a unseen assassin uh, choked me out, and took the title from me. So uh, if I ever find out who that is, I'll uh, definitely be there to uh, inf- inflict some damage and chaos into his life like he did mine.
1: I don't want to speak out of turn and venture a guess here, but if I ever find out, I'll dash over and tell you.
2: <laughs> Sounds great.
1: I. One of the things you are known for is, of course, uh, announcing a lot of death matches. IWA Mid-South, of course, had a lot of really hardcore wrestlers in it. They did a lot of hardcore and death match type of matches. You've also gone to Game Changer Wrestling, which has a lot of death matches on their cards. You're very good at calling these things. What is your actual personal feelings when you watch these death matches? Are you a big proponent of them, or do you see them as part of the job, but not necessarily your favorite genre of the sport?
2: Uh, I'm a big fan of all types of professional wrestling. It's it's like uh, Baskin Robbins. You know, you don't just have vanilla. You have cookies and cream and mint chocolate chip and uh, you know, Brownie Sunday and all this stuff. So every every form of professional wrestling I am a fan of, uh deathmatch wrestling, it's another uh piece of art. And it's especially great when uh, you know, you can use the psychology that you would have in a regular contest and use it using deathmatch weapons. It's not just you know, slice and dice and bash and and dash and uh just doing stuff to do stuff. I mean, you can really tell a story using deathmatch arts uh, if, if you use, if you put your mind to it. Uh, it. You know, sometimes it gets a little crazy. It gets, you know, maybe a little too extreme at times. You know, some of the king of the deathmatch tournaments that I've been lucky to call uh, Schlack. You know, almost uh, bled out in the Memphis flea market because he did a set out choke bomb on a filing cabinet and the bracket that holds the shelves in the filing cabinet came through the metal side and went up through in his thigh. So they had to, you know, tie a belt around his leg and call an ambulance and get him out of there. I mean, the the footage is on, I think it's on the DVD, but it's definitely on uh, elsewhere in the, in the internet. But thankfully we had some great medics, uh, like Kat and Crystal who were there helping out because had they not been there and, and you know, got his leg, you know, tied off and, and stuff of that nature, who knows if he would even still be around here today. And that, that's crazy to say uh, that that happened at a pro wrestling show, but that's the risk you take. And all those guys and gals and non-binary pals know that when they step in the ring and uh, step in to a deathmatch arena like that.
1: Absolutely, and it doesn't have to even be a death match for someone to nearly die, speaking from personal experience. So what we do is not without risk.
2: Absolutely. Well,
1: at this point, my co-host, the coach with the most, Coach Mike Jones, is standing by. I know Coach has questions for you, so I'm passing it to the hands of Coach Mike Jones.
2: Hello, Coach Mike Jones.
0: Hey brother, how you doing?
1: I'm doing well.
0: Thank you for coming on and for your time. And I'm sure Sign Guy and the rest of the fans would love to know what your favorite coffee to drink is. Coffee? Is that what
2: you said? Yeah. I I I I, uh, I'm not too big on coffee. I'll drink it from time to time. I'm. yeah, I'm out. big into the uh, flavored creamers and stuff like that. I definitely put too much sugar, uh, real sugar, into my coffee. So that's probably why I don't drink it as often as I do. But, uh, yeah, you know, vanilla caramel creamer, any any kind of specialty creamer, I'm a big fan of uh, you know, when I'm having a cup of coffee, the rarity that it is. Okay, and then, hey, what do you got coming up? I actually have the, uh, Ascend Pro Wrestling out of the Cincinnati Territory in Norwood, Ohio, <laughs> next Saturday. Uh, Aaron Williams will be on that show, GK Sam. Uh, Ascend Pro Wrestling started as a wrestling school that went on to have a promotion to give the students of the wrestling school uh, reps and work uh, in front of people. So it's still uh, kind of a newer promotion coming up, ran by Tim Lutz and Chris Ayers out of Cincinnati. Uh, So that is next week. I don't have anything on the 22nd. The 29th, I was originally supposed to go to Mount Vernon, Ohio for Addicted to Wrestling. That is Toby Klein, Mr. Insanity, and Derange's promotion. I believe that is now going to be a post-commentary gig. They run great shows. They got Congo Kong, Jake Chris, Gigi Jacobs, uh, Malcolm Monroe III, a bunch of great talent on that show. If you're around the Mount Vernon, Ohio area, it's in the old Mount Vernon Armory. Uh, the beginning of August, I have Swap House in Detroit. Uh, that is SummerSlam weekend and then the following weekend I am in Maybe Michigan for Unsanctioned Pro's Michigan debut they have a bunch of crazy stuff planned Uh, they usually run in Columbus, Ohio which doesn't get too crazy in terms of deathmatching and bleeding and stuff like that so in Michigan they uh, have more of an opportunity to have a real deathmatch with glass and have deathmatch wrestlers so uh, we're getting a little bit crazy in Maybe, Michigan. That will be on Fight TV Plus for $7.99 a month if you are not in the Maybe, Michigan area. Uh, and then I have other stuff coming up at the, uh, you know, every last Sunday of the month, I am at Grindhouse Pro Wrestling, which is Two Tough Tony's training school promotion. Uh, they run family-friendly shows in uh, the Jeffersonville Arena. So that is every last Sunday. Uh, I I do know I have on November 4th, which you know is a far far ways away. I have the uh, legendary Larry D retirement show. I've been booked to call that with my good friend Carmen Michaels out of uh, Alabama. So that is very exciting, very uh, uh, cool, and, and something to look forward to. And then you know I'm always available for bookings if anyone wants to hit me up on the social media. And then how do they get a hold of you? I am at Nick Maniwa, Nick, M-A-N-I-W-A, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Nick Manawa at Gmail. Literally any social media you have, if you type in Nick Maniwa, I will probably pop up. Uh, Snapchat, you know, whatever, TikTok, whatever you have, uh, I probably have it as well. I'm a stay-at-home dad, so I have a lot of time to mess around on the Internet. Uh, in between my wrestling bookings. So, uh, yep, Nick Manawal at Gmail, Nick Manawal on Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff to get a hold of me. I can also do post commentary. I can do commercials. I can do podcast appearances like I'm doing here. Uh, Whatever you need me for, I'm your guy. Right on. Awesome. Okay. And then,
0: all right, now this next segment is called Heroes. Who were your heroes in ordinary life growing up?
2: In ordinary life, definitely my mother, who uh, unfortunately passed away in 2016, uh, she raised me as a single mother, uh, you know, took, took the role of both mother and father, never made me want for anything, always had a roof over my head, food in my belly, uh, stuff of that nature. My sister Patty, my sister Rhonda, uh, you know, both strong women that learned from my mother and uh, – you know, my my mom and her teachings and her uh, raising me has led me to be a pretty good uh, father to my two children. So uh, uh, definitely uh, my hero, my biggest hero in, in terms of my ordinary life.
0: Nice. Okay. And then what about in sports?
2: Uh, in sports, I mentioned them earlier, Dave Brown and Lance Russell, I believe. Uh, you know, they're the greatest of all time. The, the voices of my childhood, Jim Ross, you know, when he was at his peak, uh, was fantastic. Uh, on the indie level I've gotten to learn so much and I use so much inspiration from Dave Prasak, just one of the greatest minds of all time in, in terms okay, of commentary yeah. and, and booking. Uh, so definitely Dave prazak uh, Chris Hero, even though it's kind of cliche to say he's my hero, but he actually is another longtime friend who's always there to help me out and and do whatever he can to uh, make sure I'm making the right calls and and right decisions when I have a question. Uh, But, yeah, I would say those – and Terry Funk as well because he's just, you know, the greatest of all time as well. Okay, and then did we miss any other heroes in music, sports, or wrestling? Uh I don't I, I I really don't watch any other sports but pro wrestling I know it's kind of uh, uh but yeah I just never gotten into you know I'll play the video games and stuff but I really don't know too much about sports uh music I I I, I kind of stopped uh my music progression in like 2008 I only listened to like older stuff from 2008 and back uh, I'm unhip. I don't know what's on the radio. I don't know what all these damn <laughs> kids are TikToking about and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I really don't – I think that that does it for the hero section of my uh, of my life. Okay,
0: and then my next segment is uh, – we'll follow up to the favorites question. So what's the favorite concert you've seen or concerts?
2: Uh, me and Reed Bentley and then me and my wife, uh, Jess Beasney's got to see Childish Gambino in concert. Uh, me and Bentley saw him right before, uh, or right as his album Camp dropped, which was right before he started to blow up. Uh, so that was a great concert. Uh, me and my wife saw Tegan and Sarah, uh, a favorite band of hers. And I, I like them pretty well, but she, she really likes them. That's, We actually named our daughter Tegan after Tegan and Sarah because she likes the band so much. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other crazy concerts I've been to. Uh, Me and uh, during EPW, when I was booking EPW, we had a show at the Rustic Frog, which is a gentleman's club in southern Indiana. And as part of uh, their festival, they had wrestling and music and vendors and all this stuff, well, we had this big show planned, and unfortunately, it rained, so we could not uh, finish the show. We had about two or three matches. We could not finish the show, but since we were already there, we got to check out the bands. Tantric was playing, uh, but the headliner and the draw for us was Afro Man of,
0: uh, okay, because yeah. I got
2: high fame. And okay, yeah. We, yeah, Afro Man. So we got to uh, sing Afro Man at the top of our lungs with some of our closest friends and then got to take a picture with him afterwards. Uh, so that and was that, definitely it. Yeah. That, yeah,
0: that
2: at, was that definitely atmos- w- that w- one of the best.
0: At the, at, that atmosphere at those shows during that song and the crowd, right, right. my goodness, is off the charts. Yes, yes. Okay, now, and then we're still on favorites. Have you... Ever had any favorite
2: sports teams uh, not I mean not really I mean, obviously, everyone liked the Chicago Bulls in the nineties, you know uh I used to play n f l blitz on the n sixty four I was big into the Detroit okay. Lions, but I don't know if they were any good or not, uh but I was really good it's playing ben with Sanders. them on yeah, yeah, I was really good playing with them on n f l blitz uh I'm trying to think if there's anything. I think that's probably about it. You know, it's kind of okay. – I have a bunch of – I like to wear Zubaz, the, the, the striped pants, and I have a bunch of random team pants just because I like the color of the Zubaz and they match, you know, a certain ah. sh- shirt I have. So people will be like, oh, man, you like the Patriots or you like the, you know, huh, yeah, yeah. Buccaneers or whatever. And it's like, no, nah, man, they just look good with my wrestling shirts.
0: Okay, Wow. And then now I hear you're part of Pondo's world. And we're sure that you've called tons of Pondo's matches. Quite a few. Give us
2: an example of one of them. Uh, let's see. What was the last one I even called? Uh, he Pondo was doing a few of those Addicted to Wrestling, Toby Klein, uh, Mr. Insanity shows. I got to call him and Derek Dillinger out of Uh, Cleveland, Ohio. He's an AIW uh, competitor and does a bunch of wrestling in the Ohio independent scene. And it was supposed to be a traditional wrestling match, but you know with Madman Pondo, nothing is traditional. So uh, he got to the show and he got on the microphone and he said I'm not doing traditional wrestling. We're having a street fight or uh, a hardcore match or whatever they ended up calling it. I believe that show was on IWTV. If you have the desire to check out that show uh, from Addicted to Wrestling.
0: Wow, okay, nice. Yes, we can only imagine. Okay, so the next one is called Memorable Matches. What are some of the most memorable matches you've ever seen?
2: Man, there's a lot. I, I've, I've gotten the opportunity uh, to call a lot of uh, King of the Death match tournaments, the Ted Petty Invitational's—I'm uh, trying to think—I got to call Tommy Rich and Doug Gilbert against Effie and Alley Catch, known as Bussy, in the Evansville oh. Coliseum. That's a, that's a pretty big match. It's a pretty big uh, feather in the cap. Uh, yeah, I'm just—you know—every every show has something. Last night I got to call the Pro Wrestling Return of. The artist formerly known as Tyler Breeze, now known as Breeze, he made his wrestling return after two years off, and uh, wrestled M Dog 20, Matt Cross, for the NGW heavyweight title. And M Dog 20 had held that title for 615 days, had taken it all over the world uh, with him, and unfortunately, he did not make it to day 616 as Breeze was able. To defeat Matt Cross for the NGW heavyweight title after, on the Jumbotron, a uh, promo from Dirty Dango, formerly known as Fandango, his partner, in Brizongo, Bree- Bree- as they said, uh, came up on the Jumbotron and distracted Matt Cross, leading to a low blow, a roll-up, and chicanery, the whole dog and pony show in Knoxville last night. Uh, so that was very memorable calling Breeza's return to professional wrestling. Wow. Okay. And then, uh, what about the most memorable matches you've been involved with? I actually, haven't been involved in too many matches. I, I try to stay off camera as much as possible. Uh, I've got it, I've gotten to hit John Wayne Murdoch with a light tube. uh, a couple, well, more than a couple now. A few years ago, I was able to be in a battle royal at IWA Men's South, and I got to eliminate Ray Waddell with a stunner as he flipped over the top rope. I got to hit Mance Warner with a uranage. I got to hit uh, Herzog with a stunner. And then I eliminated Dang. myself like Drew Carey so no one could put their hands on me. So it's literally oh, okay. the only match I've been a part of. But uh, like Steingei said, I've, I've pretty much done everything in pro wrestling. Uh, you know, I've been a manager. I've been uh, a ring announcer, which is not one of my favorite jobs. It was out of necessity. Obviously a commentator, a producer of the show. I've booked wrestling shows. I've done all social media. I've been a cameraman. I've put deathmatch weapons together. Literally anything. I, you know, I, I refereed at a Drake Younger seminar once. Literally anything you can do in between the ropes, I've done it, and uh, yeah, it, it's uh, that's the only match that I have on my uh, on my record. And if you want me to be in your battle royal, I have the Iron Sheik rule where I can't go over the top rope, so I must win it.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, you you have no problem being involved in, yes, exactly. Right. All right, nice. And then uh, let me see. So. You've done almost every aspect, and you've, you've mentioned Dave Prazak as one of your favorite people to work with, or just in general. Who are your favorite people to work with?
2: Oh, man, yeah, def- definitely Dave at the, at the top of my list. Uh, you know, I got to grow up around him and listen to him do commentary and all the IWA South shows from – uh, 2001 to 2005-ish, and then later uh, came back for some all-women shows that we were doing. I got to actually work with Dave, uh, got to work with him on uh, a couple anniversary shows and stuff of that nature. Definitely Dave at the top of my list. I also have love for Chad French from MidwestTerritory.com. We are the team for Flophouse Wrestling out of Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, Harper, the underweighter at Unsanctioned Pro in Columbus, Ohio, Uh, another fave of mine, me and John Mosley. Mose from KOBK did commentary together last night for NGW and absolutely knocked it out of the park. Uh, Definitely uh, enjoying the bond that we're creating when we're calling matches together. We've only done it a handful of times, but hopefully... Uh, it doesn't end at being a handful. Uh, but, yeah, definitely praise that. Uh, someone that's not a commentator, but I enjoy doing commentary with them. Uh, read by God Bentley, one of my best friends in the entire world, uh, you know, so we can razz each other and bounce stuff off of each other. He doesn't do commentary much anymore, but he was my partner at iwm Mid-South for many, many years, OGB, uh, formerly known as Big B, Brian Vincent, uh, just was a fan a super fan, and, uh, you know, I needed some help. I didn't have a color commentator. He jumped on, and a bond was formed, and uh, a friendship was formed.
0: Wow, okay, cool. And here's a shout-out and some notes I've been taking from our interview here. Where uh, What a small world. I'm the owner of NGW Northwest, so it would be nice to work with that, your guys' NGW someday. I want that sucker worldwide. You know, right, and, right, then, yeah. uh, and then I've been to Heroes and Legends many times. I've got the pleasure of going with Sign Guy before, and we're huge Congo Kong fans, of course, and I've been pl- honored and uh, pleasure to have him in the NGW Green Room interview at Heroes
2: and Legends. And then, of course, we're also huge Larry D fans, too. Right. Congo Kong actually whooped my ass one time. He was, okay. he, was, beating, he, was he was beating up. Uh, My brother-in-law, Ian Rotten, which caused his best friend, our security guard, uh, Harbo, to jump in and try to help him out. He laid Harbo out with a uh, headbutt and then a big splash. And then as I was trying to get Harbo out of the ring to safety, he walked up behind me I backed into him. And unfortunately for me, uh, I pushed him, which led to him headbutting me and then crushing me with that giant splash off of the top rope halfway across the damn ring. Uh, and, yeah, that was the last time I had any interactions in a ring. And uh, if you've ever seen Congo Kong, you know why. That was the last time I had any interactions in a pro wrestling ring. Well, you live to tell. So, geez, Louise, that's right. definitely a win. Weird... And, and thankfully, we're all in. We're on good terms now, but I know yeah uh, the fire that burns inside of him, so I will never test him or put my hands on a performer ever again. And that's, that
0: qualifies as another successful war story you lived through. Yes, Absolutely. okay. All right, and then, uh yeah, you know, we got Sign Guy. He's so fly. He's going to take you to the sky. He's going to make you feel high. He he's might be, even be better than baseball, hot dogs, and apple pie. Sign guy. I'm sure sign guy's got
2: some more, brother. I wish you all the luck in the world. Thank you. Thank you, man. Awesome talking to you.
1: Thank you, Coach. Well, since we brought up Congo Kong, I will point out I once tried to jump out of a moving helicopter rather than let nurses cut off the gear I had on that was made by the loving hands of Congo Kong. Unfortunately, I passed out and they cut the thing off anyway.
2: Oh, bummer.
1: That's okay. I lived to get more gear made by the lovely names right. of Congo Kong, so in the end, it was all right. Yes. Now, the first show, to my knowledge, where we both were active participants on it, and Got to interact in a match, essentially the same match. Was at the most recent Paul Cade. And you got to call the matches there where I was officiating. Somehow that was, I believe, the first time that's happened. And Paul Cade was a very big deal for me. I've always wanted to work on one of the Paul Cades. Finally got the chance. I know you've been around... Paul Cade for the run of it as well. What is it like working on a show like Paul Cade where you're not necessarily trying to do a show to bring in ticket revenue for the promoter, but you're working for a cause to support the community and support animals?
2: Yeah, always a great time when you can give back to people in need. This last palcade was for the Salem Animal Shelter and for the family of referee Sean Patrick O'Brien that unfortunately passed away in March of this year uh, to help out with any expenses that they needed uh, after his unfortunate death. Uh, you know, it, it's when you when you or when you uh, commentate for a promotion, you know, you know. Okay, the next show is this. Fall that's it's a standalone event, so you kind of have to act like every match is kind of a standalone match where you're just calling what you see and nothing is building to anything else. Uh, but always a, a blast, always a fun time, always a bunch of chicanery and tomfoolery on commentary. All uh, The whole show has been broken up into three episodes on Fight Plus under the Paradigm Pro Wrestling category. Uh, so you can check that out on Flight Plus, seven ninety nine a month. And uh you can see Sign Guy do his ref thing. You can hear me do my commentary thing with John Mosley and uh see a bunch of crazy shenanigans and people blowing fire and death matches and it's always a fun time when Chad French is in charge of booking and running a show.
1: Indeed I was very Delighted to be able to get to Paul Cade finally, supposedly the last one. We'll see if that holds, but got to be there, got to see a lot of my favorite people that I don't normally get the chance to see in person very much, so I was very, very happy to be part of that, and like you said, not only was money going to the animals, but also Because of what happened, it went to Sean Patrick O'Brien's family. I know you called a great number of matches that he officiated. He was quite possibly the most universally beloved person in the wrestling industry at any level of it. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about some of the interaction you had over the years with SPO?
2: Yeah, Sean, uh, I believe, came to us from another promotion. We 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 needed a referee, and someone recommended him. And, you know, his first night in the company, he's wrestling a death match, which at the company that he started at, there was no death matches. So it was definitely throwing him to the lions when he started with IWA Mid-South. And, uh, you know, a lot of uh, time on the road, time in cars, in wrestling buildings, uh, spent with Sean. Uh, there's a funny moment that I posted on my Facebook of me just breaking totally on commentary, just laughing hysterically at a moment with him and Kenway from the St. Louis territory. Uh, just super funny. You can check it out on my Facebook in the video section. Uh, the thing about Sean and the thing I miss most about Sean is – No one supported you like Sean Patrick O'Brien, no matter if you were, you know, you got an ice cream cone at McDonald's or you were getting the booking of your life. He had the same love and admiration and uh, support and positivity for you uh, in both instances. Uh, So, you know, anytime I would get to call a big show like a GCW, You know, when IWA went down last year, I took about a month and a half off, and I just wasn't doing anything. I didn't know what my future in wrestling would be, and I got invited to the July 4th GCW show, or July 3rd GCW show in Evansville, which featured Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson against the Rejects, Ree Bentley and John Wayne Murdoch, uh, in the main event, and I didn't know what to expect. I wasn't booked. I was just going to hang out and see friends and see, you know, my best friend wrestle, you know, one of the greatest tag teams of all time. And uh, thankfully, you know, with friends on the roster, they saw me and said, you're calling my match, right? I said, well, uh, no, I, you know, I'm just here to hang out. He's like, will you call my match? I said, you, you talk to the people in charge. And if they, if, if they say it's okay, then, yes, I will call your match. I got you call three matches that, that evening, and, you know, it was all love from Sean, you know, hell yeah, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, man, you're back. You're back. Just, you know, stuff like that. Nothing but love, nothing but admiration and, and support and just the the positivity. Even, you know, me and Aaron Greider and Mouth and, and people like that that actually knew Sean, you know, we tell the stories of, Oh, man, Sean took 30 minutes in the gas station and, you know, we were making good time until Sean had to get a coffee and just all this stuff that irritated us, you know, on the road trips back in the day. But for all those, you know, moments where you're irked at him, there's moments where, uh, you know, you're laughing and smiling and telling stories and, you know, you're showing love to each other. And uh, yeah, Sean, Sean was just a, 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 ray of sunshine, and uh, yeah, he's just missed very dearly in all of his professional wrestling.
1: Absolutely. I unfortunately never got the chance to work directly with him. We've had him on this show a few times, and I was very much looking forward to working with him at Paul Cade. was very excited to get that chance, and and fortunately, we didn't quite get there, but I know he was universally loved. I've never heard one single bad thing said about Sean Patrick O'Brien, which, as you know, in this industry is an enormous feat someone can accomplish.
2: Right, absolutely.
1: Well, we are at the part of the show where we have another game we like to play. We call it word association. I'll toss out some names of people you most likely have come across in your career. First word or two that pops to mind is the answer. Are you prepared for some word association? Yes, sir. Here we go. First name, Apollo Star.
2: Apollo Star, Uncle Q. Uh, talk about, uh, he's finally getting his doom now, but uh, a unsung hero in independent wrestling, especially in the Indianapolis area. Uh, has, has, has his hands on so many of the talent and you can see uh, you know his teachings and, and words of, of wisdom come out in, in those matches love Uncle Q he's been killing it at Swap House uh, and yeah he's just he just it's all love with Uncle Q definitely check out him check out his son Cassius Starr who uh, started his wrestling career uh, I believe last year uh, definitely a, a a star on the rise, no pun intended. Dangerous Doug Gilbert. Doug Gilbert. Uh, someone, you know, I got to watch as a kid growing up. And then, you know, later, he was uh, in Mid South in the early goings uh, from 96 to I want to say 98-ish. Unfortunately, there was a falling out. And Uh, I didn't see Doug until many, many, many years later. I believe I saw him at a uh, show in Charlestown, Indiana, again, for the second time. Uh, And then I got to call the match with him and and Tommy against Bussy in Evansville. And I believe him and Tommy are doing an appearance here in Kentucky. And I didn't get to uh, snap a picture with him in Evansville because, uh, you know, I was doing some commentary stuff. And, you know, he... He him and Tommy were doing a meet and greet, so uh, you know, we never met up at any time uh to snap a picture. So I believe him and Tommy are doing a show in Kentuckyana in August at some point, and I'm gonna try to uh go to that show and at least get a photo with both of them as their uh two competitors I've always enjoyed uh my time as a wrestling fan.
1: Chad French.
2: Chad French. Uh, another another guy that uh started doing commentary from an IWM itself trial show. And what those shows were was you you paid a fee and you tried out and if you did well you won a roster spot or you won a a spot, you know, uh, as a manager or a commentator or referee or whatever uh the job that you wanted and tried out for. And Chad French tried out for commentary and got to do commentary with me and Jimmy Jacobs, the zombie princess, is on the call. So uh, think about that. You know, your first time doing commentary, and it's not only with me, I'm not saying I'm a superstar, but, you know, I'm the regular commentator for the company. We also have, you know, the legend of Jimmy Jacobs on the other microphone. So definitely a, uh, a hard task for Chad French for his first night in the business. And then we later went on to call... You know, multiple IWA shows, you know, if, if Brian wouldn't be able to make it and Chad was uh, at the show, I'd be like, hey, man, you want to jump on? We got to call, you know, TPI tournaments. We got to call uh, a, a bunch of shows at the arena. Uh, there was, uh, like you said, all the Paul Cage shows we've done, at least a match together. There was a Chad French benefit show last year that me and him called the whole thing. Uh definitely, and uh, then, of course, swap house uh in Indianapolis, sportsy and Randy have a great thing going up there, and they just let me and Chad you know do what we do we we get we have some fun, but we can take it serious too, but uh you know, it's just a bunch of silliness at all ta- at all times when Manawa and Chad French are on the call Here Billy Jed Jed's the guy that I got to meet. And I believe '04, he started doing IWA, uh, I believe, from a IPW, an IPW at that time. And then, uh, you know, quite a few IPW people were coming into IWA. And, uh, you know, he used to do the uh, monkey flip and then land on his feet. Uh, you know, that was the big thing with Hillary Judd. Obviously, uh, had the tag team with uh, Indiana Kid Jr., now Joey Owens. And then, uh, you know, he had his GCW debut uh, earlier this year in a win in a scramble match in Evansville. And then I've also been doing post-commentary for New Era Wrestling in Shelbyville, which he is the heavyweight champion at. So I've gotten to call quite a few Hillbilly Gen matches. Great guy. I said this on Twitter when... Uh, a bunch of Twitter people were saying, Oh, why why don't you put a kid in there in that match? Why is this, you know, guy that's been wrestling for twenty years in it? Uh Hillbilly Jed's one of those uh, trainers and competitors that give everything that he can to everybody that asks and asks for nothing in return. So G C W and people like that like to give back to those veterans, uh, like Hubley Jed, like Billy Rock, uh, like the Rock and Roll Express that do nothing but support and love and help out uh, pro-wrestling and pro-wrestling people. Uh, so, you know, Hillbilly Judd, a, a great dude. I was so thankful to be there for his GCW debut, me and uh, Praise I Got to Call It. And, you know, this guy comes out, and, you know, Hillbilly Judd, he's a super heavyweight. He's a big dude. He comes out of the curtain, and people are like, what the hell's going on? And then you see him you know, hit that swanton, He hits that cannonball. He hits that luchero. And then their eyes are open. And then they realize this is something special right here. And we're seeing it right in front of our eyes. Amazing Maria. Maria, uh, someone that was around the Kentucky scene for quite a few years. Uh, Obviously I didn't get to meet her until she came into IWA (coughs) Mid-South. Excuse me. Uh, Another awesome person. We've done many uh, road trips together. We went to uh, Wisconsin uh, once for an Bay Mid-South show at La Pica Lounge Car number three. Uh, just not not scared to do anything. R- willing to wear the crimson mask if it comes to willing to uh, take take hits and get back up and throw harder hits than she just took. Just a... Can we curse on here or no cursing?
1: I would let you curse because I'm not going to stop Nick Manoa.
2: Okay, so, okay, I was just going to say just the baddest bitch when it comes uh, to pro wrestling. Just, uh, you know, evading her latest crime scene. Not just a funny hometown uh, introduction, but a real-life thing. She's just a maniac and uh you know a bad mf
1: absolutely
2: damien cole what was that last one damien cole i'm not catching it
1: uh damien cole from new era Wrestling. oh
2: Damian cole okay okay i it, the 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 it was cutting out a little bit Damian cole uh you know, I'm doing the post-commentary for New Era. Uh, we were Facebook friends for years and years, and I just, uh, you know, really met him earlier this year, I believe, at a Swap House show. Uh, great dude. Uh, you know, when I started doing New Era, he's like, I know it's not the craziest. I know it's not, uh, you know, what you used to. Like I said earlier, I love all pro wrestling. If If there's... 150, 200, 300 fans there and and they're having a good time and they're reacting uh, like they should be reacting. I don't care if you're doing, uh, you know, arm drags and hip tosses and body slams and leap frogs and stuff like that. As long as it's good pro wrestling, I'm a fan of it. And uh, I've been having a blast calling these new era shows. Uh, they're on IWTV if you want to check them out. Uh, I believe the first one I did was... Uh, New Year's Revolution, something with New Year's uh, from January of this year. Uh, So definitely check that out on IWTV. Great dude. Uh, Definitely look forward to uh, strengthening our friendship over the next year or two.
1: And final name for word association, Flash Flanagan.
2: Flash Flanagan, Uh, someone – Another guy that you know I got to see in USWA, OVW, and then he came into IWA in the late '90s. Uh, someone that doesn't get enough credit for uh, being what he was. He was he was a guy that you know he's a little bit bigger, but he was doing the junior heavyweight style in the late '90s and early 2000s. Uh, you know the matches with him and Trailer Park Trash. You know definitely set OVW on fire uh, during that time period, and then of course his Puerto Rico run. He definitely should have had a run in, you know, the mid '90s, uh, early 2000s. WWF, if you ask me, just a fantastic professional wrestler. Uh, Gotten to work with him uh, closely uh, quite a few times in the last, you know, five years or so. Uh, definitely someone that, if you're coming up in the Kentuckyana area, you would not be a fool to watch Flash Flood again because. He was here every single week in front of the same crowds, and he was nothing but over when it came to pro wrestling in Anna.
1: Absolutely. I agree with you there. Well, at this point, Coach Mike also has some more for you, so I'm going to pass things right back over to Coach for a bit.
0: All right. Yeah, so in, uh, here's a question for you. I'm sure I'm not going to go out on a limb here. When I say that, I'm sure Pondo's one of your top, toughest wrestlers you've ever seen, and I would imagine there's a small list of people who could even hang with him.
2: Yeah, I mean, Pondo's a tough son of a bitch. Uh, I mean, there's there's so many uh, crazy deathmatch wrestlers that I've seen over the years. Uh, I was there live in the ECW arena to watch Samoa Joe versus the Necro Butcher, one of the craziest matches I've ever seen Wow! And there there was multiple times in that match if you've ever watched it it's up for free on YouTube if you have not uh, that you thought Necro Butcher was just dead uh, you know whether it be a, a exploder suplex to the floor from the uh, apron uh, or it be a power slam on his head on the floor from Samojo, or just uh, you know the craziness uh, you know you might not agree with his political beliefs nowadays uh, but Dylan Summers definitely was a tough sob, especially in the 2005, 2006, 78 era uh, of pro wrestling. Uh, Reed Bentley, I once uh, pulled a half broken toothpick out of his back, and it still had wow. meat uh, from his back on the toothpick when I pulled it out. Oh uh,
0: goodness! It, yeah,
2: it had been in there for. I think a week or so, I pulled him out with uh, some needle-nose pliers, and we both just
0: looked at the toothpick
2: and screamed and, uh, you know, did the pee-pee dance as we looked at the Uh. disgustingness that was on the toothpick. Uh, John Wayne Murdoch, another tough individual, uh, someone that's not mentioned too much anymore. I believe he's out of wrestling now, but Lucas Jacobs, who uh, started at OVW and then became an IWA guy. Uh, in 20, I think it was 2017, 2018, uh, that time frame, uh, you know, started at OBW, was trained at OBW, and then, you know, he comes to IWA, we're throwing him in death matches, we're throwing him in, uh, you know, crazy, uh, you know, light tubes and glass and barbed wire boards. Uh, there was so many times at the Jeffersonville Arena, I was talk him out of doing something stupid that he saw on Twitter. Or, wow. Uh, yeah, so multiple times, you know, just don't, don't you know, save that for WrestleMania. Don't do it here in front of 75 people. Uh, Kevin Neesa, another tough, tough guy. Uh, yeah, just, I mean, I'm around tough, tough people all the time, but, you know, Pondo's definitely in a league of his own when it comes to uh, – being tough and just doing it for so long. I got to meet Pondo when I was, like, five years old, and he's been nothing but great to me my entire life. Uh,
0: Awesome. And then
2: has anybody gave him trouble that you've seen in in the matches you've seen? Oh, man, I don't know. Pondo usually holds his own. Uh, Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, him and, uh, you know, Ian back in the day, Had some crazy ones in in, uh, Louisville at the OK Mart building. Him and Ox Harley uh, back in the day. uh, Later on, him and Necro, uh, you know, had quite the the feud and then, uh, you know, started tagging up because I I, I guess they hated uh, hitting each other and being in matches with (laughs) each other. So they, uh, you know, formed a team to prevent that. Okay, now now tell
0: the tell everyone what your suggestions are for people wanting to get into the business.
2: Definitely the best thing to do is finding a reputable wrestling school. Uh no matter where you are, you know, just look up you know, around your area. There there's uh, you know, quite a few in the Kentucky area. Grindhouse Pro Wrestling which is ran by uh uh, Too Tough Tony, I believe his head trainers are Ronnie Roberts and Mitch Huff. and then uh, I believe Larry D. at at the time is still training people. There's a a Sin Pro Wrestling out of Cincinnati, which I believe Tim Lutz, Lightning Tim Lutz, uh, is the head trainer there. Uh, yeah, there's there. I mean, there's wrestling schools all over. You just have to find that certain uh, one that you click with, and uh, you know, can actually help you and not just say, hey, give me a bunch of money, I'll train you how to bump, and then you're on your own. Yeah,
0: definitely. Okay, and then uh, let me see. Um, uh, What other schools uh, would you suggest besides the ones you mentioned?
2: Uh, I mean, uh, there's Flatbacks in Florida, which is, uh, Breeze's and Sean Spears' school. Uh, there's uh, Drew Gulak just opened up a wrestling academy in the Philadelphia area with himself, Hot uh, Sauce Tracy Williams, and Wheeler Yuda as the head trainers. If you want to be a technical wrestler, I don't think there's anyone better you can go to than Drew Gulak uh, with his new venture in Philadelphia. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of... Um, you know, different areas and, uh, stuff like that. There's the hybrid wrestling school in Texas. Uh, I believe Jake Parnell, uh, War Horse is running stuff, uh, in St. Louis for the former team ambition, uh, dojo. Uh, let's see. Where else is there? Uh, I think it's about Yeah. I mean, there there's all there's right. lists and lists on the internet if you uh Congo exactly. Kong runs wrestling school. Uh the New Era Wrestling Academy in Shelbyville, Indiana with Damian Cole and uh uh Aaron Anarchy uh still running stuff. I mean there's places to to go out there, especially uh, you know, stuff like the Black and the Brave in Davenport, Iowa, ran by Seth Rollins and Merrick Brave. Uh there's there's schools all over. Uh, if you want to do this, uh, but just know what you're getting into before you put that money down. Okay,
0: sweet. Now, before I let you back to sign guy and uh, we close out here
2: pretty soon, uh, any up-and-comers that the fans should uh, take an eye on and take a look at? I would hate to start naming names because I'm sure I would leave someone off, but uh, everyone that I've been working with at House Wrestling in Indianapolis, a lot of great young talent there. Uh, with a mix of veterans, uh, Unsanctioned Pro, another uh, mix of great talent with veterans and established names and -and up-and-coming names. Uh, A couple competitors that I'm really liking nowadays, the Bruisers out of the Kentucky-Anna area, Robert Ketchum and Mitch Malik. They just won the AWR Tag Team titles last night. Uh, Rachel Armstrong. Uh, Someone that Mouse and Billy Starks have put their name on uh, is starting to come up in pro wrestling. Has a hell of a 450 splash. Definitely one to uh, check out. Trying to think if there's anyone off uh, the top of my head. Bobby Flacco. uh, A bunch of kids were on the Next Gen show in Tennessee last night. A bunch of AR Fox kids. uh, uh, Cabron Canyon. Terry Yaki. Rico Gonzalez, a uh, bunch of great people, uh, you know, still trying to find their way in pro wrestling and, and putting on fantastic matches. Uh, basically, if I do commentary there, check out the roster because I'm not, you know, doing commentary at some place uh, that has local yokels and, and people that, you know, don't know what they're doing. All right. Thank you, brother.
0: Signed.
1: Well, we have, we have one final game. I think Nick Manuel might be the most perfect candidate for this game that we have had Man. in a long, long time. There's a sound clip to set it up, so let me hit that. I tell you, one of, one of my favorite moments is uh, me and my little brother and Jerry Wilson, we went down to TNA in Nashville,
2: and we got in there,
1: and I just happened to be in the bathroom using the bathroom, and I – I I was talking uh, to Chase Stevens, which i know him when he first started wrestling. He was gracious, you know, I helped him get a start. And I was talking to him, and all of a sudden, this voice, what it does, it it comes out of the shitter. Anyone anyone in the wrestling industry has had an Ox Harley moment of their own, what's (laughs) your favorite Ox Harley moment?
2: I actually, one of the only times that I was at Active manager. I was managing Big Sue Jackson and Reed By God for a uh, defunct promotion. Now, obviously, the American Wrestling Association (wrestling with an R) that was ran by Ian Rotten and Mitch Ryder. I was a heel manager, managing managing the league. And we took on the team of Spider Nate Webb and Octarly in that contest. And Mean Mitch Page was the referee. Uh, Octarley, Harley, uh, very upset about losing the match due to some chicanery from the league, uh, turned on Nate Webb after the match and gave him a belly-to-belly suplex on the floor. And uh, that's the only Ox Harley uh, story that I personally have uh, involving you know myself and OX, uh, just a crazy individual, a, a tough sob, and uh, nothing but love to OX Harley.
1: Absolutely, I've worked many, many, many times with OX. Always a pleasure to be around him. Well, we are at the end of the show, and I want to make sure there's ample time for you if you have anything at all you would like to say to the listeners, if you want to plug and promote absolutely anything whatsoever, social media, merchandise, upcoming appearances, your favorite movie theater, anything that you want Floor is all yours.
2: All righty. Uh, as I said earlier, you can find me on all social media at Nick Manila, N I C K M A N I W A all together. Uh, I listed off my dates earlier. You can also check them out, pinned on my Twitter and pinned on my Facebook page. Like I said, I'm open to post commentary. I'm open to commercials. I'm open to, uh, you know, whatever you may need my voice for. And usually it's not as nasally and uh, crackly as it is uh, this evening after that show last night. Uh, Yeah, just, you know... It, it, it costs nothing to be nice, so try to be positive try try not to let negativity uh you know not just in wrestling but you know in everyday life uh you know affect you you know I always think is this gonna you know is this situation going to bother me in five minutes? Is it going to bother me in ten minutes is it going to bother me tomorrow? If the answer is no, then don't let it bother you now just you know let it go let it you know go with the flow I'm a very go with the flow slow kind of guy, uh, yeah, I just, you know, just be positive. Be nice. You don't have to be a hater. Uh, if you don't like something, you know what? Turn it off. You don't have to keep watching it and comment about it. Uh, there's, you know, I'm not a, a, a giant action movie guy. I'd rather watch a a, a, a true crime documentary or, or a horror movie or a comedy. I uh, So I don't watch action movies because then, uh, you know, I'm not wasting my time uh, an effort into something that I don't particularly care for. Just like in life, just like in pro wrestling, if you don't like something, don't watch it and go about your life. Uh, if you see me at a show, grab a sticker, grab a trading card. Uh, you can hit me up on social media if you would like any of those mailed to you. I have t-shirts on fullygimmicks.com. Uh, my wife's shirt, Death by Thickness, is the bestseller. Of the series, which I'm totally okay with Uh, If you see me at a show And you indulge in the Space candy and space treats I do as well So bring me one And uh, we can have a good time
1: Well Nick Manuel It has been an absolute Pleasure having you on the show today Took us a while to get to this point But here we are Pleasure having you And you are welcome anytime.
2: Thank you guys, I appreciate it. Much love. Man, that was awesome. Thank you. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you. Glad we can make it work.
1: Well, fans, if you have not heard Nick Manawa announce, you need to remedy that. There are a lot of sources out there. IWTV, a great one. Fight TV, a great one. Go see him at a local show if he's going to be appearing near you. Fantastic at what he does. Wealth of knowledge on professional wrestling. One of my favorites to hear on commentary. So make sure you support him and what he does. Coach, I'm sure you have some plugs as we wind this up.
0: Yeah, you can check me out at Coach Mike Jones, the coach with the most. Coach Mike Jones on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to check out the Real School Army and the NGW Green Room for hundreds of interviews from celebrities all over the world. Also, the Coach Mike Jones Show podcast every Saturday at noon Pacific. Man, I've been really proud of my uh, lineup lately. I had Michelle Starr on yesterday, Stuart Kemp the week before. Next week I got Jim Valley. Then I got Yukon. Uh, Bruiser Joe, I think he, he goes by Yukon Jack or something now uh, Then uh, the 29th I got Ron Von Hassan And I'm already booking for August At August 12th I got Nice Man Hank Miller And August 26th I got YT Jones So yeah, I'm really excited about my schedule coming up And I appreciate Sign Guy for joining me for most of my shows Thank you
1: You are welcome And just so there's no heat with anybody later on it is y period t period jones he'll correct you if yes. you mess it up coach
0: and then you can keep up with the joneses yes
1: absolutely and you can find me on all the social medias the book of faces the twitter the gram chicken bob also on all of these things as well so you can Check him out. He's a little sore today. He had a falling out with Project Wes, whom he was recently managing. Uh, It was a rough day in the office for Chicken Bob, but he'll be fine. Also, don't forget, you can join us on this very program. Next Friday, we have Ref Main out of New Jersey joining us, and we will be debuting a new co-host, Jason Chaos, joining the team. So Make sure you're with us for that. One week from this very day out of the great state of Oklahoma, Gideon Vane will be our guest. He is a fantastic competitor. He's wrestled for all of the major companies as well as a host of independent companies. So join us for that. Everybody continue to stay safe out there. If you're looking for me, next Saturday, CPW presents theatrical wrestling in Arlington, Washington at the Merkwood. Two shows. There is an early show and then later that night an adult only show. So make sure you bring the appropriate family members to each of those. And then on the 29th, I will be making my way to Connorsville, Indiana for the world's finest wrestling first ever women's title tournament. I'm very much looking forward to doing that. So... Make sure everybody gets out there, supports the local, independence, wherever it may be. And we will talk to you soon.